it was tracks like that that had me driving my little Sentra to Atlanta and North Carolina every other weekend just to kind of go to clubs and see what was going on in the city and go fuck with people down there and really just kind of build my name as a writer. So like those records were like pivotal for me, uh, just kind of getting out of my shell at that point. Um, I, I had remembered meeting a lot of people. I remember meeting coach K and P in the studio one time. And that being Mm -hmm. just like a a crazy moment for me and and being like, motherfucker gave me his number. And he was just like, yo, hit me up. Cause this is around the time where OG Mako was the, uh, that was, that was when they were pushing him. Mm. What a time. What a time. Yeah. OG Mako. He was one of the originals. Honestly, it's crazy to see Larry June have such a crazy run. Larry June and Doja Cat were at one point a part of OG Mako's entourage. Wow. What? <laughs> why? I want to ask why. Makes I sense. Mean, what you mean? Why? It's just what it was. They, he was popping at the time. They were, you know, they all came together. They were making music together. And I forgot what it was called. Um, damn. I can't remember what the, it was like an acronym of some sort. But yeah, they were all running together at one point. Yeah. It, was it OGG? OGG nah, was... was OGG was Mako's thing, and I think Key was in was not part of it, but involved at one point as well. Like they were all running together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot what it was called exactly, but I mean, if you look out, if you if you search online, there's a bunch of Larry June and OG Mako records out there. Yeah, and, and, is there one with OG and Doja Cat? Um, there might be. There should be. Honestly, that's funny as hell. Yeah, that's the thing about those early moments. Like even in around that blog era area, especially for artists like Doja Cat, if you were trying to do certain records and things just weren't, you know, completely clicking, you give it a couple of years, just get away from the limelight and get away from the spotlight for a little bit, come back and have different rebrands. We talked about two chains a couple of minutes ago. Doja Cat ends up being a pretty good rebrand that you could, uh, that you could speak of in that case. Yeah. There's literally, there's literally a, a hype beast article. Doja Cat signs the OG Macos label. Oh. G- OG. Jesus. That's funny. And they had a song called Monster together. And there's a few Larry June and uh, OG Mako records for sure. That's funny as hell. Because because again, when when it was when it was kind of sold to me, and me and we we had gotten invited. A plus was there too. We got invited to like a listening session for OG Mako's um his mixtape at the time that was coming out. I think it was like the first big project he had after uh after that that single he had. Um, oh, you're right. And we went to, we actually went to the blue, the, the blue house and all that stuff. It was, a, it was a crazy trip to Atlanta that, that we did that time. And he was like, man, like this is going to be bigger. This is going to like, he, he, he wasn't saying big. He was, he was like, this is on a level like Travis Scott, but bigger. And I was like, that's, that's a lot. Cause I mean, at that time, <laughs> Travis was, you no, know, I'm just saying like Travis was, was, was gaining ground at that point. So, if, so to be like, okay, you know, Atlanta was on, on such a role. And then for, for, you know, everyone to say, oh, this is going to be, this is going to be Travis, but bigger. I, w- I would have really liked for OG Mako to like kind of have reached the heights that he that you know they saw for him. I think that there was a lot of things that kind of cut that off a bit. You know, obviously the beef with the Migos being one of them, but um, I I, I really liked the guy. I, th- I thought he was really talented. And then like you know all of that that beef stuff happened, and then it got weird with him. You know what was so cool about. Travis Scott in that early moment I I think I think that's something that doesn't really happen too much now that it's like about a decade since Travis had his moment and you know rodeo not rodeo uh Al Faro ended up coming out around that 2013 area 
early Travis Scott, I only heard him through Ill Roots. Like, Ill Roots was the main one posting his records. He had a plug, obviously, with Chase B, Mike Wax, and all of them. And you would mostly hear the few records that he had out before he was like, okay, I'm actually going to start showing my face, and it's not going to be a, 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 an, an X-ray image of me, and Al Faro is going to end up coming out pretty soon. Those were good moments when artists could kind of, like, play in that mystery in ways that you kind of can't in 2023 i don't think there's too many people that come out and be like yeah i'm not gonna show my face i'm not gonna do this specifically and purposefully you kind of got to be front-facing in 2023 and josh you were you had met travis around this time too right yeah yeah i met travis really i actually crazy enough i met travis uh the week we did the america video wow. <laughs> um i might have been on that night actually he was running around with sycamore sycamore is super early on travis um and yeah, he was running around with Sycamore. We met at the America video shoot. I think he was just there, just hanging out. And then um, I think we linked up like, if it wasn't later that week, it might've been a few weeks later back in New York. And this was around a time, hopefully my timeline's right, but I, I remember just hanging out with him around the time they did the um, Don't Like remix. Because mm -hmm. it's funny oh, okay. that Travis Scott gets this rap for not like making beats. And he makes beats. He absolutely does make beats. He probably hasn't made a beat in a long time, or he probably just is not so much front-facing with that. But I know around that time, he had to remake the uh, Don't Like beat because Young Chop couldn't find the stems or, like, the track for it. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so he, he literally remade the beat for the remix that everyone plays nowadays. And um, I remember him coming, like, he remade the beat, was in the studio with Kanye. They recorded the song. And then I remember he... <laughs> this is crazy to tell the story. He recorded the song on his phone while they were recording. And I remember he came to the hotel room and played it for us, played it like the recording off his phone, like a voice note. And we were going crazy in the room. And I remember like, that was a crazy weekend because we ended up getting kicked out of that hotel because he smoked in there. <laughs> and, yeah, it was just crazy. Like that was just a time. And um, I remember just early on, just like, you know, Travis just being one of those kids on the come up, just doing what it takes to, to be in the right rooms with the right people. And, you know, just making his mark. And, and um, yeah, man, nah, Travis was really uh, out here grinding. I, I must say that much. Yeah, for sure. Like, we, and again, like, that that's that's super crazy, like, the whole story. Like, that, that that's insane. But it's also, like, you were on your own grind too, Josh. You and Anwar, Casey at that point. Like, I th didn't we, me and you, like, start, like, we kind of met th in the blog era too. Yeah, absolutely. I remember just, I think it might have just been seeing your tweets. Like, I was just one of those guys who was just on the internet all the time. And um, I might have just seen a good tweet and was like, oh, this is this thing is funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, no, nah, I just, that's the thing about the blogger. I feel like everyone who connected in that time connected off of Twitter and just the internet. It's a blogger. It was literally, mm -hmm. I mean, the blog era is a blog is metaphor for internet. Mm -hmm. They could just call it internet era. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, you have so many connections that were just made from just having like-minded um, viewpoints on hip hop at the at the time. And um, I, there's a ton of people in the space that I still keep in touch with that I met, you know, through the blogs and Twitter and so forth. Yeah, for sure. And you know, you know what sticks out to me too is uh, is that there was no ego. I it, it, like you would never find that type of like connection where it's just like, "Yo, what's up? I fuck with what you do." You know what I'm saying? Like, like I don't I don't feel like a lot of people that are like not. I guess celebrity adjacent, like do that. You know what I mean? I, I feel like everyone was trying to connect and network on a different way. And that's how I got a lot of like my first 
interviews. That's how I got my interview with Thug. That's how I got my interview with like Lil Durk at that point. At that point, which was crazy. I got an interview with King Louis. A bunch of people at that point just from reaching out and saying, "Hey, I want to talk to these people. Like, how can we make it happen?" And um, it it was just no ego. Like I said, like it it was just very much a, a progressive time, just in terms of everyone trying to make it to that one that that same level but not trying to block everyone off to, to get there. And I think that's where I learned a lot of uh, my sensibilities and my personality was helping other people out and, and being that connection point for people to get to where they want to be at. I, I learned it from, from there. Yep. And you know what was so cool? Just watching people figure it out. Like 12 years ago, it's a much different internet than what it was in 2023. And for the most part, information was so scarce. You didn't really have too much of a community of people that were saying, okay, I'm going to jump into this digital era with the technology that we have right now. Here is how I'm doing it. For the most part, you probably heard a name of like a couple things and people would just grab what they could go outside, go to whichever festival, go to whichever show, go to whichever event and just try and make things work. Those were the things that I probably say that I would miss the most for those that had, you know, their own personal blogs, their own personal tumblers, and would just share their story and experience in ways that I think now in 2023, things are just so tailored to fit um, uh, uh, personalities and aesthetics in ways that we kind of don't share the story of the come up as much as we did when we were younger, actually trying to get to a lot of things. So it's one of the things I miss. Yeah, it's, it's, it's big business now. And I get it. You know what I mean? Like, the, because, I mean, we all graduated from that. And I think that's the uh, that's the one takeaway I can I can I can take from that. So we're going to take a quick break again on Black Print Radio. Gonna going to play. Uh, I'll, I'll just see if you guys get where I'm going here in the next couple songs. So we'll be right back on Black Print Radio. Listen, do not judge. Please do not judge. I'm in the middle of one of God's greatest creations right now, a public sub. If you've never been blessed with one, please, please do yourself a favor. Make your way down to the south and get you one. I'd suggest the tenders personally, but I'll just leave it at that. Publix is not sponsoring this ad. I don't want to give them too much. I'm just going to give you an idea of what you should do. You know who is sponsoring this, though? all of our amazing printers who tapped in live with us on amp this week we appreciate y'all so much for enjoying the set one of j5's best sets might i add if you're with us on patreon you can catch the full episode with better audio and all of the music included you get early releases of every episode we dropped if you haven't tapped into episode 41 yet it's a great one from top to bottom we hope you get a chance to play this weekend and you get next week's patreon bonuses early throw blacks the carter four we talked about it a little bit this week or within the past two weeks i'm announcing now for everyone before we even post it nobody's heard this yet except for the patrons this tuesday august 1st throw blacks the carter four drops for everybody if you're a patron you get it on monday july 31st on top of a new recut gems between a plus and i next week and next week's black print radio replay best part it's all signed, sealed, and delivered to you first when you are a patron of the show. So come join us. Patreon.com forward slash Blackprint. 